You're tuned in to True School Hip Hop Radio Station with Jonathan Constantine, Hip Hop Exorcist. It can't stop and it won't stop. On today's show, we got Nick Gray out of Ocean Beach, California. What's up, Nick? How you doing, man? What's up, John? Chilling, man. How you doing? All right. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. How you doing, man? All right. I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, I met Nick Gray a while back. Um, I was at a, as a at a concert venue, and and we started chopping it up, and uh, found out uh, that that you're an MC. And and you know, I just just from the vibe that I got from you hanging out with you that day, uh, you seem like you love like real hip hop, you know. And uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I appreciate you being on the show. And just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you grew up, uh, how you got into hip-hop, and what was the moment you wanted to do hip-hop. Yeah, man, no problem. Once again, thanks again for having me on the show, man. Uh, so, like, I grew up in L.A. I was born in 1988, 28 years old. I grew up in L.A., born in Long Beach. Uh, I lived in L.A. until I was about 22, and then I moved out to San Diego. But, I mean, I fell in love with hip-hop when I was about, I don't know, 11 years old. I remember one of the first tracks that really hit me was uh, the Tupac song, uh, Get Around, I Get Around, that that was like one of the first songs that I heard that was like yeah. unedited, and I heard all the all the cuss words and everything, you know, and that like, and that just kind of set me on to the tone of just like the feel of hip hop and everything. My mom grew up, when I was growing up, she listened to a lot of like Motown and a lot of uh, Sade, and I mean, a lot of different kinds of uh, genres of music, so Growing up, I had a lot. I had a big spectrum of, you know, musical influences. But uh, yeah, so I moved out to San Diego when I was 22. So I've been out here for six years. And I mean, like I said, I've been rapping since about sixth grade. But I started really taking it seriously about uh, almost two years ago now, at least a year and a half ago. And that's when I got, you know, I got all my equipment. I set up a uh, set up a little studio in my room and started actually recording myself and. I actually fell in line with uh, one of my best friends. Her name is Ari. She's also a musician. And she was linked up with these guys, Split Breed. They're based out of Las Vegas. And they have a huge following. They do EDM-type hip-hop music. So uh, I linked up with them, and they kind of they kind of put me on the right course to what I should be doing and what, uh, like what I need to do to promote myself. Because, I mean, I already had the love for hip-hop in me, and I already had the cadence, but they kind of put me on the business tip on how to how – to, form all that into something, you know, productive. So, and then since then, man, I've just been steady on my grind. I'm sorry. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then since then, man, I've just been steady on my grind and just been moving up. I've put out one EP so far and, uh, it's called Funkadelic. It's, uh, it's really like feel good beats, party music, you know, like a lot of my influences are, very lyrical. Like I grew up on the West Side, but a lot of my influences are East Side because it's the more lyrical type type rapping. I, I really enjoy it, but you know, it also has the it also has the West Coast influence with the party style and everything going on. Right, right, right. So, yeah. uh, so you know, uh, being that you're you're more of a head of yeah yeah being being that you're more of a head of real hip hop. Who are some of the MCs that you mentioned a couple of them, but who are some of the in, MCs that were really influential to you? as far as you crafting your style and guys that, that really, uh, you know, taught you how to do, do things as far as influences. 
Oh, man, as far as influences go, uh, it's funny because, like, I grew up on the West Coast, but whenever somebody asks me this question, my brain starts automatically thinking of East Coast rappers just because of the fact that, you know, I like the lyricism and stuff. Not to say that West Coast doesn't have the lyricism and lyr- lyrical rappers, but I feel like East Coast are more of, like, storytellers and more of, uh, you know, that kind of, like, I mean, you know, it originated on the East Coast, so I I prefer that. But, uh, like, Nas, I love Nas. I love, uh, as far as like the South, excuse me, as far as South, I love Outkast. Outkast are some great storytellers. That's some of my favorites. Um, Ludacris and Busta Rhymes, I also enjoy because they're, they're able to rap fast. They're very lyrical and you can, you can hear them. They're very clear when they rap. We were talking about this when we first met. Like, I really love when you can hear a rapper and they're still saying a lot, but they're very clear and you can hear every word. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But as far as West Coast, I mean, of course you have Snoop. Exactly, exactly. It's not just like something that, you know, it's it's it means something and it has vibe, but you can still hear everything. It's not like mumble rap like it is today or it's not like double timing too fast because, I mean, there are some MCs and it's just like too fast and unless you know the word, it's hard to understand, you know. But, uh, yeah, but as far as West Coast, I mean, Snoop, Dre, fucking Tupac, that's all. Like, th- those are just those are just mandatory, you know? But, uh, like, nowadays, I'm actually really feeling uh, G-Eazy as far as, like, newer rappers. G-Eazy and Little Dicky. Little Dicky is a great storyteller. If you ever get a chance, nobody's yeah. listening to him. I highly recommend Little yeah. Dicky. He's, he's, a, he's an awesome storyteller, man. But, uh, yeah, man, as far as influences go, I just love lyrical rappers and stuff like that, you know? It's just, it's it's really been my passion for a long time, and this is, like, the first time that I've actually, I mean, I'm 28 years old, this is probably one of the few things I've actually put my all into is, like, rapping and, like, you know, really loving it, so it definitely is a, uh, it definitely is influenced heavily by East Coast, but West Coast is also there, because you can just listen to music and, you know, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, you know, hip hop's come a long way. It's almost 40, 40 plus years in the making, and you know, from where we came from in the old school to nowadays, and and the future of hip hop. Where do you think the future of hip hop is going, and how do how do you play a role in that? How do how do you uh, feel feel like you fit in to keep the per- as far the going? as far as the future of hip hop? Um, you know, as weird as it sounds, I feel like the future is kind of going into the past, which I, which in my eyes is an awesome thing because for a while here we had all this mumble rap and all this, like, new age rap, which, I mean, to everyone their own, everybody likes what they like. Like, you know what I mean? And they're obviously doing something right because they have these fans and they're making money, but as far as that style, I wasn't really feeling it. I feel like the future of hip-hop is kind of coming back to old-school rap to more meaning because, like, just this year, I mean, you've seen, like, Wu-Tang is actually dropping an album up here in October. I mean, Snoop has put out a new album. Ice Cube has put out a new album. I mean, all these legend rappers have put out new stuff, and I feel like they're doing that to kind of take back the game and to kind of stop it from going in the direction that it was going, as in, like, the mumble rap and the and the just, like, you know, making sounds on a beat instead of actually saying words. So, right. and as far as me and going to it, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like my 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 style is actually also going towards like the what hip hop should be. Like I feel like I'm a. I feel like when you listen to my music, you you can sit back and listen to be like, oh, you know what? This is like real hip hop. This is what it should be. I can actually chill and listen to this and smoke to this or dance to this. It's not just some shit that you want to throw on in the club and be 
completely plastered and just jumping around that you can't really hear the lyrics. You know what I mean? So I feel like I also I have a I have a pretty good uh, handle on where I'm going with my music, and I feel like it's like just some more original type jams, you know. Hello. Yeah. So, in your opinion, uh, what? How do you? How do you define an MC versus a rapper? How would you explain that to Nova Culture or hip hop? What? What is an MC as opposed to a rapper? My view of an MC opposed to a rapper. Um, I feel like an MC has meaning in what they're saying. I feel like it's more thought out. I feel like they're trying to get a message across. They're trying to. You know, I feel like they actually have love for the game. They know where it came from. They know where it started. They know where they're coming from. And I just feel like they have a whole lot more grasp. Whereas a rapper, I feel like they're more on the on the, uh, on the the side of, like, getting paid and getting money for it and being famous and everything that comes along with the rap that you get for being a rapper, the money, the drinks, the girls, the cars, the jewelry, all that stuff. And I feel like a real MC... Not to say that they don't want that, but I feel like their focus is more on the actual art, whereas in a rapper's uh, focus is more on the, you know, what you get from from doing that. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Hello. Yeah. Hello, yeah, John. Now, oh, I, yeah. I just you saw some of your stuff. Uh, you showed me some of your stuff, and I use a lot of humor in your rap. Oh, you use, use a lot of humor in, your, in, 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 in the way you flow and stuff like that. Who are some of the guys that you that, that you like that are on the underground that use humor? Maybe like the Far Side, or I don't know if you've heard of Pigeon John. Uh, some of those guys that kind of use humor, and 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 like you said, Little Dicky is one of the guys I know uses a lot of humor in his hip hop and. And how do you how do you how do you think humor finds its place in hip hop and, uh, and making the culture relevant to to society, man? See, I think humor, like as as far as uh, but not humor as in like Far Side, of course, Little Dicky, like Slick Rick is awesome. As in, when he, you know, he goes humor to rap, and I think humor should be a part of it. I don't think that I think that a lot of people think that hip hop is either gonna go you're either going to be completely underground and completely conscious rap, or you have to be completely, completely about, you know, trapping and, you know, like gangster side and shooting guns and being in gangs and all that stuff. When I think personally, I think I find a happy meaning. I mean, not that I, I don't talk about like being gangs and shooting guns, because that's not what I do. I like to talk about things that I do. I like to talk about hanging out with my friends and, you know, you know, smoking some ganja and, you know, hanging out by the beach and rapping and stuff like that. And I think humor is a good way to lighten the load of when you're, and if you're in a serious song, like a little, like a little, uh, little humor, like, I mean, it goes all the way back to battling to, to when you do one-on-one battles. I mean, when you get those, Oh, from the crowd, it's usually because somebody says something funny. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a big part and not to say that the whole thing has to be funny, like little Dicky, little Dicky actually does a very good job of that. Like his his stuff's funny, but you can still hear the bars, and you can still still hear the MC in him. You can hear the love that he has for the for the game, and you can feel like you can you know that if he wanted to, he could rap a completely different way, but he decides to put humor in it because it adds something else to the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 man. So yeah, so I think humor overall. Uh, Talk a little bit of what the. 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. About go ahead, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say so. Yeah, I think humor is a huge part, and I think it I think it is definitely something that needs to be in rap. And I mean, even the even I mean, I think there's a little bit of humor in every rap. I mean, every rapper always has some kind of something funny in there. So I think as far as humor goes, I think it should be in rap, and I think it's an awesome attribute. <laughs> but go. What were you saying? And I think I think sometimes people. I think sometimes people try to act too hardcore, and the, and you know, and the hardcore stuff is good, but when when you don't come from a hard, I don't think that's something that that should be represented. If you come from a more like you said, you're a more of a laid back person, like you said, you talk about chilling with exactly. friends, having a good time, stuff like that, and that's what you're representing. You're keeping true to the essence of who you are, and I think that's what MC does is that he keeps true to the essence exactly. of, of who he is. You know, he doesn't try to be something that he's not because. Like you said, the, a lot of the rappers out here, as opposed to MCs, they kind of represent things that they're not really doing. I mean, they talk about crack dealing and and they're killing people and doing this. I mean, if if really, if you look at the rap sheet according to the rhymes, they'd be in jail by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, I mean, exactly. I, I really don't think it's that. a little much sometimes. It's yeah. a little much sometimes because I mean, it's like. And the real and the people that are rapping about that, I mean, if if you're a smart person, would you really be rapping about doing that stuff? Like, no, you're 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 snitching on yourself essentially. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's. Yeah. I can see how some people yeah. rap about. There's some rappers that rap about it, but that's like what they used to do. Because I guarantee these rappers that are making all this money, yeah, they talk about oh they're out there slinging dope and stuff, but are they really doing it? Of course not. Because that would be retar- that would be so dumb. You know what I mean? That would not be a smart move. So. I mean, there's a time and place for it, and yeah. I just don't think that that time and place is going to come for out of my raps because that's not what I do. And it's another thing that comes down to MC and rapper, as we were talking about earlier. You know, I mean, MCs stick to what they really do, and if you're an MC, you don't need to make up things because you should be able to, you should be able to have enough enough thoughts in your mind, enough things in your mind to be able to come up with rhymes without having to add, you know, false things or add stuff that you think people like because. You should just be able to be you as an MC, you know? And that should be enough. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Now, you're out of Ocean Beach, California. Uh, tell us a little bit about what the scene's like out there, how 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 you've experienced the scene out there. Is it Does everybody work together? Is everybody against each other? I mean, how's the scene as far as the hip-hop scene out there um, playing gigs and stuff like that? Let, let me know a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Ocean Beach is... Uh, uh, a great, great town to, uh, like, start music or doing music in. Like, I mean, there's so many different types of artists. I mean, there's there's dancers, there's graffiti artists, there's DJs, there's rappers, there's guitar players, there's, you know, bands, there's everything. And as far as the hip-hop community goes, uh, big ups to Destructo Bunny. He actually puts together all of the shows at Winston's, which is another excuse me, another club in a, or another bar in Ocean Beach that actually does, they probably do about, 75% of all the hip-hop shows in Ocean Beach. And, I mean, uh, Destructo Bunny himself, he's in, a, he's in a group called Atlantis Rising, and he puts on all kinds of different events. And, I mean, just as far as the whole music scene, everybody's really, everybody likes to work together. I mean, there's no real beefs out here. Um, I mean, I throw shows at THC, or I do shows at uh, The Harp sometime, which are in Ocean Beach. And, like, when I'm doing shows, I invite them, they invite me. So it's all one love. You know, we all work together. I've done songs with them. You know, I've had I've had beats produced by Destructo Bunny. I've had, you know, I've had other rappers that are in OB, like, on tracks with me. I've been on tracks with them. So it's a very, like, one love type. Uh, everybody supports everybody. There's really no hate, you know. There's really just not room for that. And Ocean Beach is just a great place to have that going on. 
Yeah, man, that sounds good, bro. Hey, uh, speaking of shows, man, do you have any shows coming up, and where can we find where can we find you playing at uh, recently? All right, so actually I do have a show. This next show that I have coming up is actually kind of a big one. I'm opening for Andre Nicotina, Bay Area rapper. I'm sure you know who he is. Uh, he's coming to THC, actually where we met. It's located on Newport Avenue in Ocean Beach. Uh, it's going to be October 26th. He's It's going to be me and actually Destructo Money's crew, Atlantis Rising, is also going to be their opening. And they Atlantis Rising actually has a lot of the heavy hitters in Ocean Beach, Cypher One, A-Lo, Lido, uh, Stone, uh, Destructo. You know, all these names are very common in Ocean Beach and in the hip-hop game if you come over here. So we're going to be doing that on October 26th. I also have uh, I have pre-sale tickets for that, which are 20 bucks. Um, you know, I'm sure on the link you have my website or my Facebook and everything. People can get at me through that if they'd like to go. But uh, that is the main show that we're working on right now. Me and my DJ. I actually have a DJ. When I do my shows, it's me and my DJ is a DJ Ohms. And uh, we've been practicing our set. We're, we're actually going to be trying out a, uh, you know, like a call and response type set. So like, you know, the old school uh, Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, how they would do, you know, DJing like call and response type with, oh, yeah, with scratching yeah. and rapping. Yeah, so yeah, me and him yeah, are yeah. me and him are yeah, so me and him are really excited about it. Ooh, We're actually man. heading to the studio at about eight o'clock to go work on this song. So it's gonna be a really good show, man. And I would love for you to come. I actually got a ticket set aside for you just just on the house because you know I really appreciate this interview. So yeah, I got a ticket for you. So if you could show up, that'd be awesome, man. Ooh. You know. Yep. And uh, other than that, I mean, I do I do shows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Other than that, I do shows at the Harp and stuff. But like I said, on all our, on all the website and everything, it'll all be up there. But yeah. And then uh, I don't know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, you were talking about other genres. Yeah, you were talking about other genres that influenced you. What were some of the uh, earlier genres as you were a kid growing up? that kind of maybe put the flavor in, in, in your style a little bit outside of hip-hop. Definitely. Hip-hop. Outside of hip-hop. So definitely it would be some R&B, some Motown, some Marvin Gaye, Sade, some, uh, uh, who else? I mean, my mom listened to all types of, like, we used to listen to, uh, let me think what else would be a huge influence. Um... A lot of Motown, man. She listened to quite a bit of Motown. A lot of Aretha Franklin, a lot of Temptations, uh, some Michael Jackson. She listened to, like, a lot of Mariah Carey growing up. Like, um, So, like, it's just, like, a lot of, like, R&B, actually, would be more of what, when before before I took control of the radio, you know, before I could pick kind of what I wanted to, just what my mom listened to. It was a lot of R&B, a lot of, like, smooth um you know, like, nice beats and stuff. I've always been about the beats. Like, I've never really been into rock too much just for the fact that it's it's just kind of, like, it's just a lot going on, you know, which I don't like. I like a lot of old I love Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones. But uh, just as far as, like, influences outside of hip-hop, it's always been, like, R&B or, like, something smooth. I mean, I like funk. Funk is a huge influence. My mom grew up listening to funk. Like, George Clinton. Love George Clinton. Uh, just, I mean... Yeah, funk is funk is huge. Like anything with a good rhythm that you can dance, that you can break down, you know, I just love it. It's all it's all definitely uh and in all the music you can definitely hear that, you know. I always like some stuff that you can be able to groove to. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I grew up a, a 
I grew up listening to a lot of Cool in the Gang and, and you know, stuff like that. And, and, you know, Casey and the Sunshine Band. And, you know, that had a really big influence on me earlier on. A lot of disco, you know, BGs. Um, yeah, definitely. Like that. So I know... I, I think it's good. I think it's important for hip hop artists to to have an influence outside of hip hop as well, because then it gives you a different flavor a little bit, and it kind of you you kind of can derive a little bit from each genre and throw it in the mix of what you do. Like I know I I sample a lot of heavy metal and stuff because that's another genre that I like. But um, but yeah, 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 man. Yeah, you were telling um, me about that. That sounds awesome. Super interested in hearing some of that too. Yeah, man, I think it just makes you a more eclectic de- uh, uh, person as as far as an artist, you know, and you got a lot more versatility. I know a lot of the lyrics that I write uh, come from influence from, you know, guys like Primus. I don't know if you ever heard of Primus, like, use a lot of humor. Yeah, definitely. A lot of irony and stuff like that. Or, or, or yeah, like Rage Against the Machine, you know. Rage Against the Machine's a big influence on me, and I... Rage I Against the Machine, definitely one of my favorites. Man. Yeah, I remember actually yeah, one of my yeah, first yeah. CDs, one of my first rock CDs that I ever got in my life. I was like, uh, I don't know, I had to be like 11 or 12, and it was, uh, my cousin actually bought it. It was the Battle of Los Angeles from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, and that was yeah. like one of the first rock CDs. I, and I can remember, it was like when uh, when portable CD players were still kind of new, and I can remember going to my backyard like that Christmas night and putting that putting the Battle oh, of Los Angeles in my new portable CD player and listening to it like from beginning to end. So, yeah, that definitely yeah. has been influence. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you said you but, got the EP uh, yeah. out. How can we get a hold of the EP and um, and what 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 uh, where places can we find the EP on? Do you have it on any uh, social media that we can get to, get our hands on your music? So my EP is on SoundCloud right now. Uh, it's also it's actually the only thing that's on SoundCloud right now. I'm gonna get some hard copies that are gonna be available for the Andre Nicotina show. But as of right now, if you go on SoundCloud.com/slash Nick Gray N I C K G R A Y O B as in Ocean Beach. Uh, yeah, you, it has my EP on there. It also has about, I think probably about six other songs that I've been working on. I try to, I try to add a new song every couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, it has, it has the EP on there, which is Funkadelnik, and then it has a couple other ones, Perks of Life. One of, the, one of the most recent ones I put up there is called Mary Jane, and that's actually with my, uh, my, my friend Ariana, and she actually is the one singing on the chorus, and that's a great song. It's talking, uh, talking about... Uh, weed as if it's a person. It's, it's a really good song. She's a she's an awesome, amazing singer. So yeah, if you guys get a chance, you know, check that out. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be we'll be posting some of uh some of Nick Gray's stuff on after the show on my Facebook page. Um, I'll I'll pull a little bit of that stuff up. But I want to go back to playing shows. Um, what was one of yes. your best experiences playing shows, or one of the wildest experiences you had playing the show, man, on stage? All right, so my my best experience I think that I've ever had is probably done about twenty five thirty shows so far. But my most memorable experience of all the the the, the crowd was great. The the my lyrics were all on point. I didn't mess up. And that was when I opened up for Warren G at THC about uh, I'd say about three months ago now. Uh, but that was actually also one of the first shows. Yeah, that was actually one of the first shows that I was working with my DJ, DJ Ohms. So, I mean, just having a DJ working with you, because, I mean, 
I'm sure you know, if you're just up there rapping and you have somebody that, you know, is just part of the venue and they're playing your music, it's one thing. But when you have a DJ that you work with every day that's your friend that you can, you know, say where you want to cut in and if, if you mess up, you can, you know, hey, can you bring that back real quick? It just adds a whole nother, a whole nother part to your, to your performance, you know? And, uh... That was yeah. that was definitely one of my DJ, best shows. Yeah, I met DJ Orms that night, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I he's met, a cool I cat. Met DJ man. Like, that night that I met you. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a cool cat. I mean, I literally met him like four months ago, and we just we met at a, I was having a party at my house, and one of our other buddies introduced the two of us, and I mean, we clicked right away, and we've been working together since. And I mean, it's a it's a great fucking deal that we have going on. I mean, it's a great partnership. We fucking feed off each other. We have like the same ideas when uh when I write a song or something, or there's something about it. I'm like, what do you think about this? And I mean, ninety percent of the time, it's always the one part that I thought needed to be. That I needed that needed to be edited or whatever, you know. So we're working like as one mind, which is just awesome to have somebody on the team like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool, but uh, he seems like a really good guy, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's a cool cat, man, and he and he's a uh, he's a little older, so he grew up like he grew up spinning like in nine in like old early hip hop like nineties hip hop. So he that's what he loves. That's his whole style. So I mean, he's a he's a ridiculously great fucking scratching on, on turntables. And that's another, that's another feature that we have that most people don't have in OB. Like I actually have a DJ that spins on real records that actually scratches, you know, cause everybody now is so, so, uh, using like, you know, the, the little turntables are like the computer and whatnot, but he's like the real deal. So that adds a whole other element to everything. And that's fucking awesome. But, uh, but back to the yeah, show so real quick. So the warranty, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so back to the Warren G show. So this Warren G show went awesome. Everybody was cheering. It was awesome. You know, the crowd was packed. So after I didn't actually get to take, to take a picture with Warren G before the show, so I asked the owner of the bar if I could go out to the back to go say what's up to him. He was like, sure. So I go out there and I introduce myself to Warren G. I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? He's like, good, you know. I'm like, oh, I opened for you. You know, can I get a picture? I open for you. He's like, oh, you open for me? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh man, I didn't even get to see it. He's like, can you can you rap something for me? You kick something for me? I was like, yeah, I just did this song, and it's uh, it's actually the Perks of Life, which I actually sent to you. Um, but it's also on my SoundCloud, so it's called the Perks of Life. So I started playing it. He actually took my phone out of my hand, put the phone up to his ear, listened to the whole song from like beginning to end. It's like a two minute, forty second song. But he listened to the whole thing. He gives me back my phone. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I can fuck with that. I'm like, dude, thank like right, shit right there, you know, just made me just made my head explode. And then he goes, You know, you should send me more music if you have anything. I'm like, Well, how do I do that? Who do I get in the hold with? Is there an email or something? And he's like, No, here you go and he gives me his phone number. So I have his phone number so you know, I've sent him music and you know, hopefully that'll be a good connection, you know. I know he's busy but I send him shit and hopefully one day, you know, I can get something we're working with him. But that was definitely the coolest experience that I've ever had. And just having Warren G, you know, grow up in growing up in LA and listening to his music growing up and just having him in front of me saying that, you know, it was good music, that was oh man, it was out of this world. You know, that was definitely a uh, definitely a big big like pump up in everything that I'm doing, you know? Definitely a little fire under my ass. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, that was that was really cool. But uh, yeah, man, and then yeah, yeah, Warren that's G. Hard. Go ahead. Warren G was actually the first concert I went to. The first concert I went to was Warren G, Coolio, um, Heavy D, and R. Kelly. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I yeah, went, dude. The first concert that I went to, man. But, um, you know, um, I want to see if you, I want to see if you could bust a little bit of a, a acapella flow for us, so we can see a little bit what your style sounds like. Of course, I'm gonna yeah, definitely, some man. On Facebook after the interview, but can you just bust a bust a little uh, uh, a little acapella for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a little 16. So, like I said, I was born in 88, but uh, I grew up in the 90s. So this is a little flow about uh, growing up in the 90s. So, there you go. Yeah, check it. I got funky fresh flows, man, I thought you knew. Snapback Jordan jersey and some Converse, too. Ninja Turtles on the TV sipping Mountain Dew. Love this shit. I'm a 90s kid. How about you? Top speed on the Huffy hitting homemade ramps. Great knees from stealing home, but it made us champs. Eating candy too fast. Catch a stomach cramp. Stay playing outside. Got no time for naps. We having radical times. We went to sleep by nine. School was a nine to five. Money don't cross my mind. Different meanings for grind and for hitting the line. Talking about skateboards, it was a different time. 28 years later, I'm a grown-up now. Sit back and hit the weed. All I think is, wow, I would gladly go back if there was just some house that I would gladly go back if only time would allow. There you go, man. 90s rap. Hello? Hello? John? Hello? I can't hear you, man, but hopefully you caught... Oh, did you catch that? Cool, cool, cool. So, do you have any... Do I have any what? Talk to anybody before we wrap the show up here? I'm sorry, one more time, it's just cutting out. Oh, I can't hear. It's cut. You want to give a shout-out to anybody before we wrap Oh, yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. Sorry, man. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my DJ, DJ Ohms. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Everest Productions. That's uh, my boy Sean. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give before we wrap the show up here? Do a what? Shout-out? Shout-outs, right? I cannot hear you, brother. I'm sorry. Well, I think you said a shout-out. If I don't shout-out anybody else, it's also going to be Skyfall Music. It's going to be Genius, who is my producer in Vegas. He's producers for me, uh, Everest Productions, DJ Ohms, um, Destructo Bunny for, you know, all the help that he's done throughout my experience here in Ocean Beast Rapping. And uh, definitely big shout-out to you, man. Big up to you for having me on the show. I appreciate it, man. You know, any little bit of uh, yeah. any little bit of publicity I can get, you know, helps out because, you know, it's a hard game, and uh, I appreciate all the help. Yeah, and it looks like you're making some big moves. I mean, you opened up for Warren G. Or you're opening up for Andre Nicotina. I mean, those are some big names in the game right there, and hopefully you take it a little bit further and, you know, live out your dreams. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's why I do this venue. And that's why I, I keep it a neutral venue because I want to be able to showcase guys working hard to live out the dreams, you know, because that's, that's my thing, you know. And I appreciate you having yeah, me Yeah, definitely, man. Dude, thank you so man. much, John. And we'll definitely be in touch. And, uh, you know, give me a call later on this month or a couple of weeks or a couple of days, whatever, and I'll uh, make sure I get a ticket for you so you can come out and check out the show. All right. Sounds good, man. I will most definitely check it out for sure. All right, we're going to wrap it up, right. Ray. So you're tuned in to True School Hip Hop Radio Station. I'm your host, Jonathan Constantine, Hip Hop Exorcist. It can't stop, and it won't stop. 
You just heard Nick Gruden here on the station. Thank you for tuning in and support the preservation of hip-hop culture for future generations. Peace. Peace out.